0: Good morning, I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, October 18th. In today's news, two judges strike down President Trump's latest travel ban. There are now prototypes for a possible border wall, and another Hail Mary on healthcare is likely to fail. But first, the big idea. Ex-CIA officers are running for Congress as Democrats. Democratic alumni of the Central Intelligence Agency are challenging Republican incumbents from Virginia to Michigan and New York. They are alarmed by President Trump and galvanized by Russian interference in the 2016 election. Abigail Spanberger in Virginia spent eight years overseas as an operations officer for the CIA, recruiting and developing spies with a focus on counterterrorism. Three years ago, she left the agency and moved home to the suburbs of Richmond, where she grew up. Now, the 38-year-old is challenging Dave Brat, the Freedom Caucus leader who toppled House Majority Leader Eric Cantor in a 2014 primary. Elisa Slotkin was in her first week as a graduate student at Columbia University in New York City when the September 11th, 2001 attacks happened. Because she was fluent in Arabic, the CIA recruited her to be a Middle East analyst and deployed her to Baghdad. She served three tours in Iraq over five years. Now she's moved home to Michigan and is running against Representative Mike Bishop, a Republican. Jeff Beals spent four years as a CIA intelligence officer after graduating from Harvard. Now he's a history teacher in Woodstock, New York, and one of several Democrats running against Republican Representative John Faso. Why are all of these people running? Well, the president has antagonized the intelligence community by questioning the expertise and professionalism of employees at the various spy agencies. Shortly before taking office, Trump memorably compared the intelligence community he now oversees to Nazi Germany. Most significantly, he's never fully accepted their conclusion that Vladimir Putin ordered a comprehensive cyber campaign to sabotage the presidential election and help his campaign. The CIA prides itself on being independent and nonpartisan. People from across the ideological spectrum work there. They don't want the agency to be overly politicized. The former CIA officials seeking elected office for the first time are worried about the direction of the country and they think that the world is a tinderbox that needs a steady hand. Because both of the women I mentioned are challenging Republican incumbents in districts that Trump won by seven points last year, they're running as pragmatic moderates who are eager to work across the aisle with both sides. To be sure, there are pitfalls to running as a CIA alum. Kevin Strauss was a Democratic candidate in Pennsylvania in 2014. He said afterwards that his CIA background didn't translate very well. He said he couldn't discuss a lot of what he knew and he couldn't tell his coolest stories. He was also used to giving dry and dispassionate briefings as an analyst, not fiery stump speeches. And he said voters quizzed him about surveillance programs, overthrowing foreign regimes, and that they incessantly asked him about his thoughts on the show Homeland. This year, the former CIA officers who will be on the ballot are bracing for the Russians to once again wage an influence campaign. They expect they will be targets. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, A federal judge in Maryland early today issued a second halt on the latest version of Trump's travel ban, asserting that the president's own comments on the campaign trail and Twitter convinced him that the directive is akin to an unconstitutional ban on Muslims. The Maryland judge issued a somewhat less complete halt on the ban than his counterpart in Hawaii did yesterday. Yesterday's decision meant that the administration cannot restrict the entry of travelers from six of the eight countries that officials said were unable or unwilling to provide information that the United States wants to vet that country's citizens. Trump was blocked by courts from imposing his previous two versions of the travel ban, but the ultimate question of whether he has the authority to implement such a measure remains somewhat murky and will likely be decided by the Supreme Court. Number two, several companies are building prototypes of what the US-Mexico wall could be in a rundown neighborhood of Tijuana, Mexico this month. The eight models will be 30 feet tall and 30 feet long each. Some have reinforced bases, while others are topped with metal spikes. US Customs and Border Protection officials said they might not simply choose one winner, but take aspects of different prototypes. The prototypes are being funded by the Department of Homeland Security. Trump still needs congressional approval for funding before any of them can become an actual wall. Number three, yet another last ditch effort to tackle the nation's healthcare system stalled within hours of its release on Tuesday. After the president's decision last week to end key payments to health insurers, Senator Lamar Alexander, a Republican from Tennessee, and Patty Murray, a Democrat from Washington, offered a compromise. Their measure presented congressional Republicans with an uncomfortable choice between helping sustain coverage for many Americans and making good on a longstanding promise to allow the ACA to fail. Senate Republican leaders didn't immediately endorse the proposal and influential House Republicans panned the blueprint. Then, Trump started to distance himself slightly through comments by White House officials. It remains unclear how Trump will choose to weigh in over the coming days and whether recalcitrant conservatives will come along. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, October 18th. You can read much more about the former CIA officers who are running for office in my newsletter at WashingtonPost.com Daily 202. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Hellman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.